you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. It was the year 1849 that Harriet Tubman made her journey from Maryland to Philadelphia in order to escape a life of slavery that she had always known. Once Harriet experienced freedom, she couldn't help but want to free others. During a 10-year span, she was responsible for escorting well over 300 slaves to freedom over the course of 19 trips that she would go on to take. Harriet Tubman drew inspiration from the story of Moses in the exodus of the children of Israel from Egypt. In fact, she earned the nickname by many of those that knew her as simply Moses. Recalling her journey to freedom, Harriet once said, Now that I've been free, I know what a dreadful condition slavery is. She said, I have seen hundreds of escaped slaves, but I never saw one who was willing to go back and be a slave. Tubman reportedly once said, I freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more if only they would have known they were slaves. From this story, we learn a few truths about freedom. Number one, we learn that once you experience freedom, you can't help but want others to encounter the same experience that you encountered. This is why we do street evangelism. And this is why that we set up in parks and do events and concerts and promote and market is because once you've experienced the freedom of Jesus, you can't help but want each and every person to experience the very same thing that we're living in today. Number two from this story, you learn that that there's not a free person that would ever want to go back to the state of slavery. Because once you've experienced freedom, you never want to go back to the way that you used to be. Can I get an amen from a saint of God that may have lived in the state of, of being a slave to your sin? But once you've experienced freedom... You never want to go back to the way you used to live. And you never want to walk the way you used to walk once you've experienced 
freedom. There is something about an experience with freedom that will change you forever. You don't want to return to the past. You don't want to go back to yesterday's bondage. And then number three, Harriet says something so intriguing. She says, I could have saved a thousand more if only they knew they were slaves. Allow me to draw from this story today to tell you that if you're living in a life of sin, you may not even know that you're enslaved to the very same thing that you're feeding. But once you experience the freedom of Jesus, you'll never want to go back to the way that you walked in here today. Once you've experienced the freedom that is given to you by the cross, you will never want to return to the way that you once were and the way that you once lived. Proverbs 29 verse 6 tells us in the transgressions of an evil man there is a snare but the righteous doth sing and, re and rejoice snare is sin rather is a is pure ensnarement when you begin to walk into a life of sin it seems fun at first and it seems like everything's going to be all right at first it seems pleasurable at First, but what you don't even know is that you've tapped in to the morphine drip of sin because once it can desensitize you, it can kill you. Sin is an ensnarement. It wraps its claws around you and it feeds you lies. It feeds you a morphine drip that desensitizes you to the reality that it is trying to kill you. And Proverbs tells us that this sin is the snare of a man, but it goes on to say, but the righteous doth sing and rejoice. Because praise is a reflection of righteousness. And if you ever walk into a church service and you wonder why people worship, the answer is often this, that individual has probably experienced the bondage and enslavement of some things in their past. They've probably walked in some sin at some point in their life. They've probably been a slave to something that they did yesterday. But when the chains come off, praise is just an automatic reaction. When the chains fall off, you can't help but want to clap your hands. You can't help but want to stomp your feet and sing a song. When the chains come falling off, you can't help but want to walk in the freedom that you're living in. I will never forget watching a clip of some cows that were released into a field of green grass for the first time in many years. In some way, it was a very funny clip, but in, in another way, it was an extremely moving clip. They brought these cows that had, in some sense, been used as simply a manufacturing resource for a long period of time, and they brought them in a trailer, and they opened up the gates into a beautiful, open, gazing, green field. 
And if only I could show the video today, I watched as these cows did things I never knew cows could do. They started bucking and kicking and running and stomping. If I would have put on praise break music, it just would have worked. They start, they, I've never seen a cow jump so high. They, you literally, now I joke around and I say that I know when my dog's happy because he smiles and it just is how it is. I've never seen a smiling cow till I watched that video. They were running around the field. They were prancing up. It was like nothing. Now, normally you pass and you see cows just kind of laying or cows just kind of standing. These cows were not about to stand. They were running and jumping all over the place because there's nothing quite like freedom. The moment that they experienced just a glimpse of freedom, even a cow couldn't help but come running out of the gate and jumping and kicking and, and running and, and, and hollering and hooping. And, and they just came storming out of that gate, experiencing that moment of freedom. How much more, ladies and gentlemen, that when we walk away from a life of bondage to sin... Should you and I come kicking and running and jumping and shouting and hollering and clapping and singing and dancing and praising and praying right out of the gates of the enemy, the moment that you experience freedom, sometimes you can't help but clap your hands. Sometimes you can't help but stomp your feet. A few moments ago, you didn't see emotionalism. You saw some people walk in their freedom you saw some people shouting in their freedom because there's nothing quite like freedom Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 tells us stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage when I was a kid, every time I read yoke in the scripture, I thought of an egg. And in fact, this wasn't what it was talking about. You see, the word bondage is pertaining to the condition of slavery. And the Greek word zygos, translated here as yoke, speaks of the yoke of oxen. This is a wood restraint that fixes the ox to the plow. You know, sin has a way of entangling itself around you. If you can picture with me today an ox with a piece of wood tied around its neck, the scripture here is making a parallel, a metaphor, if you will. If you can picture in your mind's eye that sin has a way of tying itself around your life. It has a way of gripping you. It has a way of tying you to the plow. It entangles itself around you. It is a self-replicating cycle. It is, it is a disease that replenishes itself. Yet this scripture doesn't stop to speak of the yoke of sin. But it goes on to say, stand fast therefore in liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free. It says stand fast and stand up. Stand up 
from the yoke of bondage. Stand up from the enslavement of yesterday because it is Jesus who has made us free. Can I speak to a saint of God that this this day that maybe you've been walking enslaved to the mistakes of yesterday. You've been walking with your head down tied to the yoke of sin. You've been walking around feeling bad for yourself because of some things that you've gone through. But I'd like to remind somebody today that Christ hath made us free. And if you want it, you can walk in it. He's made us new each and every morning. You don't have to walk enslaved to your yesterday. You can walk in the newness of life today. You see, Harriet Tubman drew inspiration from the story of Moses. She closely associated herself with this biblical story. Many of you know it today. The children of Israel were enslaved to Egypt, yet God sends Moses to deliver them out of the hands of Pharaoh and into the promised land. Yet, did you know that this is a type and shadow of Jesus? It's not just a story of the Old Testament. It is alluding to the coming of a Savior in the New Testament. And it speaks of the fact that in our own lives, we all face Egypt's. We all face things that enslave us. And you know what I'm talking about. The depression, the anxiety, the fear, the mistakes, the hurts, the bitterness, the pain. We all, we all face sorts of Egypt's and pharaohs of bondage, pharaohs of bitterness and hurt and things that refuse to let us go. Yet Moses was designated of the Lord to go before Pharaoh and to say the words, Pharaoh, let my people go. I would like to draw from that today to explain to you that it is much more than an Old Testament story. But it is, a, it is alluding to a New Testament principle that even though you may be walking in the enslavement of your Egypt, that you can look at the enemy and in the name of Jesus, you can say, let my family go. Let my finances go. Let my mind go. Let my health go. Let my situation go. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you have power in the name of Jesus. Forget not his benefits. You can look at Satan and tell him to let you go, and he has no power over you. He has no bondage over your family when you make him let you go. He has no bondage over your mind when you cast him out and make him go. You have a power in the name of Jesus. In the same way that Jesus delivered us out of the hand of the enemy, that we may walk in the promises each and every day, in the same way Egypt was delivered out of the hands of the enemy so that they could walk into their promised land. God has promised some of you in this room some things in your life. Perhaps he's promised you your healing. And perhaps he's promised you joy. And perhaps he's promised you wholeness. And you, you're holding on to some promises of God. But can I tell you today that you 
you cannot get lost in the wilderness. Your promised land is on the way. Lest we never get distracted from the promise that God has for you and I. Never lose sight of your promise. Never walk back in the ways of Egypt. Never even turn back to the way that you used to live. And the way that things used to be. Never look at it. Never talk about it. And God forbid never turn back to it. Walk in the newness of life. Because there is a promise of the Lord that is before you. In Leviticus chapter 6. God speaks directly through the writer. And here the Lord was foreshadowing his soon coming. Though he is speaking of the exodus of the children of Israel, he says, And I set my tabernacle, oh, and rather, and I set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not you, and I will walk among you, and will be your God, and ye shall be my people. I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, and ye should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. Notice here it says, I will set my tabernacle among you. That would have never been heard of in the Old Testament because it was foreshadowing the transition of the physical temple to the temple of flesh and the coming of Jesus. He continues on to say, I will walk among you. This is in a physical sense that Jesus would walk among us as also recorded in the New Testament in John 1.14. So the same God that brought Israel out of Egypt the same God that delivered them through the waters and parted the seas. The same God that delivered them from Pharaoh is the same God that is seeking to break the chains off of your life today. The same God that did it back then is the same God that is seeking to remove the bondage off of your marriage. The same God that is the God that delivered them out of the hand of Egypt is the same God that is seeking to deliver you out of your depression and to deliver you out of your addiction and to deliver you out of fear. Let's we never forget what he did for Egypt because he can do the same thing for you and I today. He's here to deliver you. He's here to make you new. He's here to guide you right into the promises and the blessings that he has for you. Maybe you think life is already fine, but honey, you've just never experienced what freedom really feels like. Maybe you think things are just going fine for you, but maybe, maybe the issue is, is that you've never experienced what freedom really feels like. Because freedom, ladies and gentlemen, is contagious. When you get a little bit of freedom on you, it starts spreading to people around you. When you get a little bit of freedom in your life, your coworkers start noticing that something's a different, some, something is different about you. Something, what I don't know what it is, but you're just, you don't act like everybody else they're just getting a glimpse of the freedom that you're walking in John chapter 8 verse 32 says and ye shall know the truth and the truth and the truth shall make you free verse 26 says it like this if the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed can I tell you that 
alcohol can't do it for you and drugs won't solve it for you and a boyfriend won't remove the problem out of your life and relationships won't fix it and anything you can turn to in the world won't deliver you of the bondage of the Egypts you're facing in your life but the only one that can deliver you up out of Egypt and the only one that can remove the bondage off of your life is the Lord Jesus don't turn to drugs don't turn to alcoholism don't turn to the casino don't turn to anything else because all it is going to do is it's going to desensitize you and give you a momentary feeling of pleasure but what you may not know is that pleasure is the very same thing that is killing you the only thing that can heal you is the name of Jesus. The only thing that can set you free is the cross of Calvary. The only thing that can remove the bondage of your, off your life is Jesus. Galatians chapter 4 verse 3 tells us, Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I'd like to remind somebody of who they are today because you're no more a servant. You're a son. And because you're a son and daughter of God, you inherit everything that he has promised you. You are an heir of salvation. You're no longer a servant and a slave, but you're a son and a daughter. You no longer have to be enslaved by yesterday, but you can walk in the blessings of being a son. You can walk in the blessings of being a son and daughter of God. You can walk in the newness of life, in the newness of joy, and in the promises of the Father because no more are you a servant but you are a son. Corinthians tells us now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. I just want to remind somebody today that the spirit of God is here and that there is liberty for you. There is liberty for you. There is hope for you. There is joy for you. Today, when we are starting service in Frankfurt, we, pray, we played a little intro video, and I'm not even sure everybody read it, but if you would have, you would have had a little Holy Ghost conniption, because what it said is it said, hope begins here, new life begins here, joy begins here, blessing begins here, healing begins here, freedom begins here. Can I tell you today that whatever you need from the Lord, it begins right here whatever you've been seeking for that thing you've been searching for that thing that's missing in your life it begins right here you don't gotta go back the way you were it can begin right here your hope can begin right here today as the music comes I want to share 
that on a portion of the Statue of Liberty, it reads a portion of a poem saying, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest toss to me. Can I tell you today that if you're tired, you can get what you need right here. If you're weary, there's hope that begins right here. If you're hopeless, don't leave that way. It begins right here. Lord, send us your tired. Send us your weary. Send us your hopeless. Send us the masses yearning to be free. I can't help but feel that there's some people in this city that are yearning to be free. And they're seeking for something that is missing and I've come to declare today that whatever you need it begins right here would you stand with me all across this room today I don't know your life I don't know the Egypt you're facing I don't know the situation that you might be going through I don't know what it what what your house holds for you when you get back home I don't know the problems and the circumstances that you may be facing and the battles that you might be struggling in your mind. But one thing I know, and his name is Jesus. And I know that regardless of what bondage you may be facing today, this is a Freedom Sunday. And there is a God that has showed up here today to bring hope to you. All you got to do today is when we come to the front of this room, you can lift up your hands and repent of your sins. Repentance is a complete turnaround. It's saying, God, I don't want to walk in the bondage of sin anymore. I want to walk in the newness of life. Today, if you never have, you can be baptized in the name of Jesus. And when you come up out of the waters, watch this. In the same way that Egypt, in the same way that the children of Israel fled Egypt, And they came up out of the waters and the waters came back together, killing Egypt and and leaving them in the waters. In that same way, baptism in the name of Jesus, when you come up out of it, Egypt stays in the water. The mistakes stay in the water. The sin stays in the water. But the scripture says there's no other name given among heaven or of men whereby we must be saved because it is the name of Jesus that gives us hope. It is the name of Jesus that brings us freedom. Perhaps today you've never been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. But God is seeking to fill you or refill you today with that precious spirit of freedom. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like that feeling of freedom when God fills you with this spirit. How many of of you could attest to that feeling of freedom when you receive the Holy Ghost? So I say all that to say that I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're going through today. But one thing I know, I can't want it bad enough for you. I can't want to free you bad enough to make you free. But there comes a moment in a decision that we have to choose to allow God to begin to take some things right off our life and to remove some chains right off our hearts and to remove some bondage right out of our past and right out of our minds. And so here's what I want us to do in this place all across the room. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to lift your hands. Maybe God is speaking to you today, every eye closed in the room. Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus.
that whoever you're speaking to in this room, we know that you have freedom for them. And I pray that right now by your power and your authority that you would begin to allow them to experience that freedom in, in you. I pray that right now you would open us up to take the next step that you are calling us to take in our walk with you. If maybe the Lord is speaking to you, would you just slip up your hand, every eye closed. Maybe God's speaking to you today. Here's what I want us to do is all across this room, we have plenty of plenty of room in the front of this auditorium. I want you to come to the front of this room and I want you to make a declaration of your freedom unto the Lord. I want you to tell God, God, I'm not going to walk in the enslaving of my sin. I'm declaring.